हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी गिमी अ सेकेंड हरे कृष्णा देवोटी दंडपत प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरी सुशीला प्रभु पातन गुरु महाराज टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हिज ग्रेस राम किरधारी प्रभु जी फ्रॉम मुंबई टुडे प्रभु जी विन लाइटनर्स ऑन श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर एट वर्स ट्वेंटी थ्री हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल हरे कृष्णा ऑल प्लीज एक्सक्यूज मी फॉर द डिले आई थिंक ट्राइंग टू रीच मी आउट so sorry that you know i was another call that got was you know slightly delayed so before we start we will chant the invocation prayer and we can get going on that om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya नारायणम नमस्कृत्यम नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टाएद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवत कैंटो फाइव chapter 8 which is about the description of the character of bharat maharaj and we are going to read from text number 23 kim va hare acharitam tapas tapas vinyanaya yatiyam विजान ग्राउंड he praised the footprints of love saying who unfortunate bharata your austerities and penances are very insignificant compared to the penance and austerity undergone by this earth planet due to the earth's severe penances the footprints of this deer which are small beautiful most auspicious and soft are imprinted on the surface of this fortunate planet this series of footprints show a person like me who am bereaved due to loss of the deer how the animal has passed through the forest and how i can how i can regain my lost wealth by this footprints this land has become a proper place for brahmanas who desire heavenly planets or liberation to execute sacrifices to demigods purport it is said that when a person becomes overly involved in loving affairs he forgets himself as well as others and he forgets how to act and how to speak it is said that once when a man's son was blind since birth the father out of staunch affection for the child named him padmalochana or lotus eyed this is the situation arising from blind love bharat maharaja gradually fell into this condition due to his material love for the deer it is said in the smriti shastra yasmin deshe mruga krishnas tasmin dharman ihodata that tract of land wherein the footprints of a black deer can be seen is to be understood as a suitable place 
to execute religious rituals om ajnana timirandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha namaom vishnu padaya krishna preshtaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesha sunyavadi paschatyadeshatarine jai shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadar shivasadi gaurabhakta vrinda hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare rama ram ram hare hare it's a pleasure to be in your assembly glorifying shrimad bhagavatam this particular context that we are in is in the story of jada bharata we are just in the middle bharat maharaj who was performing his austerities tapasya he eventually fell down due to his attachment to a young deer and this attachment eventually made him completely perplexed lost his balance and started blabbering like a intoxicant intoxicated person however because he was considerably advanced spiritually he will be given chance to rectify this and when he gets himself to repent for his act several lessons he imparts to all those who fall down so the current uh, shloka 23 that we just read today is after all the blabbering done by bharat maharaj and he is now in a state of devastation in general the nature of the soul the nature of the individual spirit soul is to love and to serve and also it always wants to remain happy this is invariably true across all the species to love to serve to be happy of course when we say to love it's to love and to be loved to serve and to be served to give happiness i'm not sure but at least for sure want to be happy so this nature if we very deeply analyze people's mindset and thought process you will be able to appreciate that such a mindset is visible nowadays people have the habit of 
expressing themselves to pets because they are not able to relate to humans the reason they are not able to relate is because we always want we always wanted things to happen our way but unfortunately it won't be the case all, all the time so if we have to always do things our way the easiest is to express our love to show our love to some animal I mean, even that is not so easier or straightforward because animals do respond especially dog cow different pets they do have their own intelligence but by and large it is easy to invest our love on them and not get pretty much hurt they are not going to deceive us they are not going to ditch us they are not going to deprive us they are not going to cheat us like human beings so in the journey of krishna consciousness one fundamental thing that we need to understand is that this nature of to love to be loved to serve to be served and wants to remain happy comes from our constitutional position because we have forgotten the constitutional position we are currently in a caged situation in that caged situation we are trying to exhibit those symptoms on a temporary relationship that is why even in a jailed state in this material world we wish to love someone we wish to be loved by someone we wish to serve someone we wish to be served by someone and we always want happiness we never want to remain sad at any point in time nobody will desire seek unhappiness every action of ours is centered around a sense of happiness that we wish to have so keep this keeping this as a basis we will try to churn this particular shloka and this particular current context so we will learn this shloka with some sets of reflections so that in our own lives we will be able to apply the lessons from shrimad bhagavatam in a prudent manner so number one that the first lesson that we need to learn is about the difference between facts versus truth all the time in our life we go by factual decision based on some facts we try to, we try to take a decision the facts are such that it is logical it is quantitative it is provable it is substantial this pratyaksha that you can see of course there are many facts which are called as facts but they are cooked up stories we are not getting there let us assume that whatever facts that we know whether in terms of happiness quotient lifestyle choices um people's likings several other analysis about our life and lifestyle so these facts somehow happen to be the basis of people and people find very comfortable very convincing to take decision based on facts unfortunately shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita disagree 
with this approach of taking decisions decision based on facts is subject to change subject to cause distress and subject to deceivers because what is a fact today will not be a fact tomorrow will not be a fact day after so hence if i try to base my decision based on today's fact then i will only find disappointment there is a very famous story that bhakti siddhant saraswati maharaj says in this regard a person happened to see a beautiful girl and he fell in love with her she was so beautiful that he couldn't control himself he went and expressed my dear girl i would like to marry you will you please be my wife the girl said sir you just met me few minutes or few hours before you hardly know anything about me will you what will you know about me to get married to me don't you think it is too early and too childish amateurish this man was so adamant so hellbent that he chose to force her saying that no no you know this is love at first sight and you know whatever so this girl said all right now that you are so desperate and so committed or so uh, inclined let's take whatever three days or five days you meet me after five days i will marry you come to my house i will marry you this man thought that okay at least uh, she agreed to marry so i will somehow pull on for the next three to five days after five days this man went to that girl's house there was a very pale withered fragile looking person who was sitting at the front room of the house he went and knocked on the door so this lady came so this man asked there used to be a beautiful girl in this house who agreed to marry me today so can you please uh, call her here so that lady said i am that girl my dear sir you met me three days before and expressed your desire to marry me so but this man said no 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 there is something wrong i met a beautiful girl who looked exquisitely beautiful so and we had exchange and uh, she just asked me to come today to get uh, get married to her so please don't uh, make fun with me please go and get, you know bring her here that lady said no no i am the same girl whom you met and this guy couldn't believe so she narrated some of their exchanges so this guy was you know completely taken aback saying that are you the one whom i met 3 4 days before what happened to you what happened to your beauty how come you became so fragile so weak so um wretched how how come you became so <laughs> so different what happened to your beauty so she said you go you see there's a container a big container you open and see my entire beauty is there so when you opened up he all you know he he was about to get fainted or puked because all the container was having was mucus urine stool vomit so this lady she said beauty is only skin deep my dear friend and my beauty will deteriorate over a period of time 
if you are attached to my beauty today which is not going to remain constant forever what will you do to me when i lose my beauty so if you start hating me what sort of relationship we are going to have so all that you saw all that made my body look beautiful was this stuff that you are seeing there just to educate you and just to find out what you actually like i consumed some medicine by which i will be able to puke out and excrete waste material in the body and you will get to see what is the effect of this body and how permanent the beauty is so the reflection here is maharaj bharata he happened to god attract yet attached attracted carried away by the small deer even though maharaj bharata was at the stage of bhava not some ordinary devotion since that love that he showed towards the deer initially it looked genuine but when you analyze it became really out of context and happened to be bharat maharaj reason for fall down so every one of us need to learn to take decisions not based on facts learn to take decision based on truth not just truth but absolute truth unless and otherwise we understand what is absolute truth unless and otherwise we understand what is the basis of our spiritual life our existence we will only fall prey to facts which change according to time place and circumstances so the bottom line and the conclusion of the first reflection is that so long as we base our decision on the absolute truth so long as we are principled our suffering cannot be stopped a person who is acting principled a person who is going by what the absolute truth directives are even though apparently he may see a failure today his eternal his journey towards the supreme lord and his eternal stay in the spiritual world is assured on the contrary a person who is going by logical factual sensual understanding he may not succeed beyond a point in time so we have four ways by which a person can take decisions one is sensual second is by past experience third is by borrowed intelligence fourth is by principles sensual past experience borrowed intelligence all of them are volatile tend to change may not necessarily give us permanent solution rather if a person is taking any action performing any action taking any decisions based on principles then he is very well protected from all the challenges so this is my first reflection so here bharat maharaj even though he was in the stage of bhava he did not give very strong attention to some of the critical aspects of taking a decision 
and eventually he fell down now comes the second reflection the second reflection here is about the process and how somebody actually falls down like the way we take time to grow up become matured and become successful fall down also does not happen overnight unless we do something extraordinarily blunder the way growth in krishna consciousness is gradual fall down you cannot call it as a gradual fall down but fall down also doesn't happen just like that like the way a person may not get chronic disease just on a single instant leave us at bigger accidents and instant uh, death of that but otherwise if somebody has to develop some sort of a chronic disease it gets built up over a period of time if somebody is vigilant if somebody is conscious they will be able to identify the symptoms and will be able to fix the disease much ahead in the journey so in our krishna consciousness journey it is imperative that we need to be vigilant in knowing our symptoms we may not we may not necessarily do correct things at first go but if you are vigilant enough to know what is going correct in our life and what is not going correct in our life at least we will be able to fix the problem ahead of time otherwise a big danger will come our way so the process of fall down i have actually built a small flow chart or some sort of a stages the fall down in a person can happen because of many reasons but in our analysis we will take two obvious reasons number 1 is offenses number 2 this misdirected love if you love a person who is unworthy of or if the love is misdirected then we tend to fall down if we offend knowingly or unknowingly we tend to fall down there may be other reasons which we can you know extrapolate this flow chart there but these two things are obvious reason for someone to fizzle out from their progressive krishna conscious journey janandivas prabhu once mentioned a very interesting story so this guru and disciple once had a debate and discussion the guru said my dear friend my dear student you should be very careful of the evil effects of maya because how much ever you are serious in your practice mm-hmm. maya is very powerful the disciple said gurudev i am living in an ashram i am having my everyday service how is it that possible that maya will attack me so spiritual master once again said that no no you have to be very careful because maya can take any form and allure you so 
the disciple did not get convinced of that part so this conversation between guru and disciple ended unfinished and concluded so one day when the disciple was alone in the ashram there was a very heavy rain so much rain outside the city had a power cut and it was lightning thunderbolts thunderstorms sorry thunderstorms so it was very uh, intense situation so he was alone in the ashram so he went to close the window and he accidentally saw one lady just outside the ashram in the road she was stranded shivering completely drenched and her state was completely pathetic so the guy waved to that lady saying that my dear lady please come and at least uh, take shelter of our ashram because of the power cut he couldn't see the face of the lady very clearly he kind of um, saw that was a lady and uh, she is drenched just that with the lightning light he could see something and finally he called her over now the lady said that no my dear sir you seems to be a ascetic you seems to be living a life of a mendicant or a brahmachari so i will ma- manage myself she said no no don't worry you please come over she asked are you sure yeah yeah i'm sure don't don't worry come over it's emergency so she came and she was waiting outside the ashram doors and under the shade so this brahmachari went inside was doing whatever he was doing after 15 20 minutes so he came outside and said my dear lady why do you stay outside it is windy also you might catch cold so why don't you come inside the ashram and stay and uh, once the rain gets stopped you can go out the lady said that no my dear sir i will stay outside by this time they both recognize each other as devotees so this person said oh you are a devotee too so then why are you hesitating this is also an ashram only so you stay inside instead of staying staying outside because you are fully wet at the same time it is windy outside so instead of staying outside you come in and uh, when the rain stops you can go you are a devotee i am a devotee if i don't help you who else will help you so she said are you sure prabhu because uh, i guess no one else here in the ashram you seem to be alone is it appropriate said don't worry i think it's not a uh, uh you know regular situation is an unusual situation you can definitely come and take shelter here and the one thing that is very situated you can leave who's asking to stay back so she came inside and this brahmachari went inside and did whatever he was doing and 15 20 minutes later he came out he came out and said that my dear mataji you seem to be really you know drenched and completely wet even though i couldn't see you you seems to be having a very sweet voice you seem to be pretty a young girl so why are you you know why are you remaining wet so i'll give you some clothes to change as well as dry yourself up so you can change and uh, probably you know when you come back again to the ashram you can return them back so this mataji said that prabhu he said i think we are going going too far so we shouldn't uh, uh stretch this far you please focus on it i said uh, i do not want to be responsible in somebody's uh, spiritual uh, progress and create some disturbance so but this prabhu said no no we are not this body but spirit soul it is imperative that we learn to see beyond our bodily concept at the end of the day it is vaishnava seva which is which is very important so why don't you 
uh, accept my offer. She said it's all right. So this conversation, from calling her from the streets, went on to exchange notes as well as giving cloth, and this didn't stop there. They, the brahmachari kept on giving one offer after the other, after the other offer. He then he offered her food. Then he offered her uh, to stay back. Then little later he came and said that, you know, you seem to be a a humble, simple soul. Will you be interested in marrying me? So this girl said, "See, I I told you, I think we shouldn't advance in our exchanges like this. It's not uh, appropriate." But this man said, "What is wrong in that? The health ashram is also a legal ashram." So if we get married, then probably we we can serve together to Krishna and produce Krishna conscious children and so on and so forth. The lady said, "Sounds logical. How about we get married tomorrow itself?" Brahmachari said, "Isn't it too fast? But if you insist, I will definitely accept the offer." So in the middle of the night, in the pitch dark, even though one didn't see the other, you know, they decided to get married the next day. With a very specific request from the girl, saying that you see, Prabhu, you you seem to be a very kind-hearted soul. I have not seen you. I don't know who exactly you are, but your gesture of love and care sounded very, you know, nice to me. That's why I'm agreeing to marry you. And same way, this boy also, this Ramachandra said that you also seem to be a very tender girl, and you seem to be very naive and uh, simple, and humble, principled. So that's why I also interested in you. So they both desired, but this girl said, right from my childhood, I had a desire to get married on the hill top. There is a nearby hill. The hill top there is a temple. I always wanted to get married there. But the desire to marry is such that the person who is going to marry me should carry me on his back. And eventually take me on top of the hill, and then uh, should get married. So this Brahmacharya thought that that's quite a, you know, an exercise, and actually, you know, it will be a quite a task. But now that we have decided to get married, I will, you know, do so. The next day morning, with all excitement, completely blind in love, completely uh, in the in the in the dream state. Mm. So this brahmachari got himself dressed up and didn't even properly notice, you know, anything. So he carried the girl on his back and climbed up the hill. And when he went on top of the hilltop with all great struggle, when he reached there, so he was about to see the girl's face and to get her married. That's when he saw the girl was actually. Nobody other than his own spiritual master dressed himself as a girl, so that you said that Maya will not attack you. Uh, you rascal! Several times I have given you services. Uh, you told you will not be able to do this because this is tough. I cannot carry load. I cannot do this. I have all excuses. Now you carried all the way from you know from the base to the hill top, and that too. Without even actually seeing uh, who exactly you are carrying, that much your intelligence got lost, and you got completely mad in love. So now do you agree that Maya is very powerful? So, Janavasru, when he was explaining this, I mean the story is from a Vedic scripture. How a person, if he is not careful, Even very obvious things can actually trap us. So in English, there is a saying: "All that glitters are not gold." So that is why, in terms of our fall down in Krishna consciousness, begins either by an aparada or by misdirected love. Aparada. Aparada means against Srimati Radharani. The word Aparada means that which takes us 
away from Krishna. And misdirected love is that which is to be directed towards the Supreme Lord and his dear devotees. If it is directed towards someone else, somebody who is unworthy of, someone whose love, care and exchanges are not permanent, only temporary, then you tend to fall down. And in the flowchart, we have six stages. First stage is what I said, either by aparada or misdirected love. Because of this, what immediately happens is, our taste, interest, desire to practice Krishna consciousness immediately reduces. Suppose, for example, you have been a very strict practitioner in practicing Krishna consciousness. Suddenly, you are finalized to get married to a boy or a girl. If you see from that point in time, till you get married, your sadhana would have got disturbed. Because you would have, with all justifications, spent time going out of the way to enjoy or to spend time on that relationship. Even though the reason for getting married to that person would have been Krishna consciousness, but Krishna consciousness would have been compromised. I am not generalizing, but this is some out of experience I am telling. So the point here is, when we do misdirected love or aparat, one natural impact on us is our taste, interest, inclination for practicing Krishna consciousness is reduced from before. And the third stage, an obvious stage is, if you do not attend that, if you do not fix, the, fix things at the stage 2, and the stage 3 is, it will eventually develop an extraordinary effort in increasing our time and attention and involvement in materialistic things. And this time, at stage 3, we will give some rationalization, justification, why I need to do this. For all the reasons why we compromised, gave up materialistic things to practice Krishna consciousness, will start to relapse at this third stage, where we tend to give reasons why I need not go to Mangalarati, why I need not get up early in the morning, why I need to find fault with others, why I need to do certain things in a way which I am doing now, even though apparently it is not conducive to Krishna consciousness. This is stage 3. The moment we are in stage 3, the natural uh, impact of that on the person is that we tend to see self-realized soul as an ordinary person and an ordinary person as our well-wisher. Self-realized soul as an impractical one and all those who are materialistically showing their love and care upon us as somebody very well-wisher to us. So that is stage 4. If we have developed some state of consciousness where we tend to give importance to materialistic people as very important person in life and seek their association and advice and try to ignore the association of self-realized soul, we need to know that we are in stage 4 of fall down. Several times Srila Prabhupada has warned and there is a book called Bhaktiya Loka. Bhaktiya Loka is a book compilation of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's essay on six favorable qualities in pure devotional service and six unfavorable qualities. Those verse 2 and 3 of Nectar of Instruction, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is giving a detailed explanation. In that, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has very nicely explained that how a person, a sadhaka, a practitioner need to learn to be discreet, need to learn to express oneself, where to express, where to keep mum, where to open your confidentialities, where you shouldn't, where to seek help, where one shouldn't. Bhaktivinoda Thakur is giving a very very direct advice saying that 
at any cost one should not express his confidential and spiritual difficulties to a materialistic person because a materialistic person does not know the importance of spirituality he might misdirect he might give wrong advice and eventually it will be a detriment on your spiritual journey so stage 4 is that stage where we tend to recognize a self realized soul as an ordinary person an ordinary person as a very important valuer if you do not fix this at this stage in the stage 5 is when we tend to find faults at the process of krishna consciousness and try to address see krishna consciousness from a logical viewpoint we need to know that from the beginning of the class we said krishna consciousness is not logical krishna consciousness is beyond logical krishna consciousness is not fact krishna consciousness is truth krishna consciousness is not temporary krishna consciousness is permanent and eternal so if someone tries to logically try to understand krishna consciousness it may not be logically clear and acceptable but still we accept them there are several quote unquote illogical things in krishna consciousness but still we accept them as they are because that is absolute truth it is beyond relative truth it is absolute truth hence we need to be very careful not to fall prey to the situation so stage 5 is an acute stage of fault finding where we tend to find fault in someone who is practicing krishna consciousness saying that this guy is impractical illogical doesn't understand what i am going through so hence i will say take advice of that person who is logical and as on today correct very obvious example is indra being a hog out of an offense and when brahma came and called him over he denied saying that i am very happy with my family and children i will not come back so there is very illogical and very absurd but somehow the same absurdness we also do but somehow we don't call ourselves absurd and somewhere we think that we are a logical people so the materialistic education somehow makes us think logical but krishna consciousness is beyond logical we are not against being logical but we are definitely against taking decision only based on logics and facts krishna consciousness is beyond them so that is stage 5 which is a stage of fault finding and the final stage the sixth stage is a stage of no return because that stage where we try to move away from krishna consciousness and somehow mingle with materialistic people and somehow become completely aloof of devotees and feel a disconnected relationship with devotees thinking that this relationship is not relevant and relatable any more to me and each of this stage a person can come back to the normal krishna consciousness but they all need to have the more the stages somebody is advancing the more the stage somebody is progressing the more there is endeavor needed to resume back in this case of bharat maharaj from the stage of bhava which means almost he has developed uh, taste and love for this process of devotional service just because of some arrogance that i am the only one available now to help the deer i am the one available now to care for the deer if not me how this deer is going to survive so i am the caretaker so this sense of i am the doer i if not me who else can do this that sense of arrogance that sense of superiority complex that sense of misdirected love actually trapped bharat maharaja into a very serious situation of fall down of course this entire leela is just a leela for us to learn some lessons but then if you get into the context this is the story there so my second reflection hence is about 
the journey of how a person falls down in krishna consciousness and in this fall down one need to be extremely vigilant and identify in which stage he belong to and able to come out take some necessary advice take some necessary corrective actions take some necessary uh, precautionary measures so that this stage of falling down is always protected so this is my second reflection wherein we have to talk about uh, how one should be very careful that is why you know it is explained that bhakti means walking on the razor's edge a razor is very good to help us get clean shaved but then if we are not able to carefully prudently use the razor then we tend to cut ourselves and bleed so in our churning of this shloka we have learned this part of fall down in krishna consciousness is very very risky and one should be very careful not to you know not to take chances rather be vigilant in practicing krishna consciousness the last and the final uh, reflection from this current from this current context is about in this material world we need to use materialistic object materialistic resources materialistic arrangements to eventually quit the materialistic scenario it is like that this body is actually material but a person who has understood the purpose of this human form of life should learn to use this body in our favor so that that person can exit the cycle of birth and death ashraddha danaha purusha dharmasya syas param tapam aprapyamam nivartante mrityu samsara vartmani if somebody did not have shraddha into this process then mrityu samsara vartmani is going to go around and round in the cycle of birth death old age disease so prabhupada explains here that when a person becomes overly involved in loving affairs he forgets himself as well as others and he forgets how to act and how to speak this is a stage of intoxication so our third reflection is centered around the fact that in our journey to krishna consciousness in our progressive path of devotional service we have a an utmost duty we have an utmost responsibility of trying to conduct ourselves um in a manner by which we are acting responsibly and accountably we have our accountability and responsibility especially this human form of life is something that we need to be very very about very uh, carefully handle them because you can get either of the results the tadastha shakti when it comes come in contact with antaranga shakti definitely becomes an antaranga shakti when the tadastha shakti comes in contact with bhagiranga shakti we get then the tend to get the influence of bhagiranga shakti so shri prabhupad writes in nectar of instruction hence that one has to learn to dovetail one's time energy resources mind consciousness endeavor directed towards samadhi and for that he has mentioned five stages smaranam dharanam dhyanam dhruvanusmriti and samadhi in the nectar of instruction if you have studied in the nectar of instruction shla proper explains this stages of five different stages which actually jiva goswami writes in bhakti sandarbha i will just read that portion of varanam dharanam dhyanam context so that we know what are we trying to aim at this is from nectar of instruction verse number 8 in the purport 
in the neophyte stage one should always engage in hearing krishna katha this is called shravana dasa the stage of hearing by constantly hearing this hearing the transcendental holy name of krishna and hearing of his transcendental form qualities and pastimes one can attain to the stage of acceptance called varana dasa when one attains this stage he becomes attached to the hearing of krishna katha when one is able to chant in ecstasy he attains the stage of smarana vasta the stage of remembering so the purpose is recollection absorption meditation constant remembrance and trance are the five items of progressive krishna smarana at first remembrance of krishna may be interrupted at intervals but later remembrance proceeds uninterrupted when remembrance is uninterrupted it becomes concentrated and is called meditation when the meditation expands and becomes constant it is called anusmriti by uninterrupted and unceasing anusmriti one enters the stage of samadhi or spiritual trance after smarana dasa or samadhi has fully developed the soul comes to an understanding the soul comes to understand his original constitution position at that time he can perfectly and clearly understand his eternal relationship with krishna that is called sampatti dasa the perfection of life so the fifth reflections point is about the perfection of life it is not just just because jada bharata did tapasya in the forest he could see krishna pranath maharaj ruled the city ruled the country he saw krishna Dhruva Maharaj ruled, he saw Krishna. Shla Prabhupada did business, he saw Krishna. So the process of knowing Krishna and process of surrendering to Krishna is very subtle and hence we need to learn to somehow or other dovetail all our energy, resources, time and inclination towards knowing and serving the Supreme Lord. So hence the last reflection, the third reflection uh, in our Krishna conscious journey is about how one should learn to uh, understand the perfection of life and the perfection of life begins with we associating with the supreme lord both in terms of chanting and hearing and then as you move forward as you move forward we take us utmost care in maintaining them and eventually distributing them so with this i would like to end this current discussion because uh, the context that we took it up we kind of covered all of them so we spoke four things number one we spoke about as a summary just in case if somebody didn't follow or want to take a, you know second thought so we spoke about the introduction part of today's session is how the soul it is definitely desiring for happiness opportunity to serve others opportunity to love others and it also has got an intention to be loved to be served and eventually you know um remain happy so with this mindset everyone tries to do some action or the other and these actions are generally done should be done principally while others or many people take decisions based on sensually sensually taking decisions or decisions based based on past experience or decision based on um, borrowed intelligence all three of them will only give limited results uh, results taken based on experience would substantially help so with that introduction we said three sets of reflection one is facts versus truth second is process of fall, you know fall down third is the perfection of life what shri prabhupada has expressed in um in his purports so thank you so much if there are any questions or comments or reflection i'll be happy to respond prantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shri prabhupada ki jai tai gaur premanand hari hari bol hari krishna prabhu ji dandavat pranam Thank you so much Prabhuji it was really a wonderful class i enjoyed a lot 
Uh, I request all the devotees, if they have any question or query, please go ahead and ask. Looks like there are no questions, and um, it's always a pleasure to speak amongst you all regarding the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam. Today's subject uh, um, has a lot of depth, and this whole context of Jada Bharata, Bharata, and this apparent fall down has got uh, several resemblances and uh, situations in our life. So, wish you all the best when you are practicing Krishna consciousness. Since there are no questions, we can end the session and take up other services and we'll meet soon. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, we've done Hare that for now. It's such a Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Babuji. Thank you so much for such a wonderful class. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So we can end the call here.